studies at Berkeley, but then I went to grad school at UCLA. So I'm, I'm a bear both ways, but it's like Bruins, Bears, <laughs> I don't know. I, I usually root for the Bears. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Cal's forever my top, my top Fair UC. Enough. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, and then when I graduated from, uh, from UCLA, like that was in 2009, so it was like really a really bad time for architecture students. So uh, I just looked for anything else. I was like, okay, let me just find a, jo- a job. I just need to get employed here. Um, and so for like a couple months, it was a little dicey. And then I got a job as like an after school uh, instructor. So I learned about a lot about patients and dealing with 25th graders at the same time. And then like, but throughout those nine months, I was still like looking for something else. And then like I found um, on Craigslist of all places, like, do you want to be a Lego model builder? I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> So I applied, and I didn't actually get in the first round, but the second round I made it in. And I was like, yes. Now, this is one of my favorite conversations, and I'll tell you why. One of the questions I always ask is, when was architecture placed on your radar? And uh, the typical answer among practicing architects or people in the profession is, you know, I've been playing with Lego since I was a child. And here's someone who actually has the inverse in that after architecture school, she decided that she wanted to play with Legos as a career. So... Yeah, it's pretty cool. That is awesome. So you work in Legoland in Carlsbad, correct? Sort of. What I'd like to tell people is that I work for I work for Legoland, not at Legoland. Okay. Um, All right. So I'm let's, actually. Hmm, sorry. Let's debunk the myths here. Then what? Let's. <laughs> what's your typical day look like? What? What do you? What do you do? All right. So. I, I drive to the off-site facility in a secret location in Carlsbad, and... Um, she laughs, but that's really not a joke. Uh, Lego don't play. Yeah, I, I go and I clock in, I log on my computer, and I basically, I open up whatever pro- project I was last working on, um, and just, usually it's a lot of, like, for the design section portion of my job, it's a lot of looking at photos of real buildings and kind of really seeing, okay, what, like, you know how usually we... As architecture students, we like, you know, we take the abstract and turn it into a building. I'm doing the reverse. So I'm looking at, say, for example, oh, wait, for NDA's sake, um, let's talk about an old project that I did before I <laughs> accidentally spilled a secret. That's um, probably, it's probably for the better. Um, let's say uh, uh, the Capitol building, for example, in Washington, D.C. Uh, it can look at that and be like, okay, there's these parts. What can I, how can I turn these decorations and these, these sections into like with what Lego bricks that are available. Um, like what can I, how can I change that? Like from, you know, these like, you know, I, ionic columns, like what pieces can I use to make it look like that? So, and we have like our own kind of language with all these parts. Like when I say, it's funny because normally when you see a brick, like a little Lego brick, you know, you, you kind of look at the, 
the, the knobs or studs on top, and then you, it's it's just kind of like a, a, a construction. When when I say a two by four, I mean like a two by like two studs by four <laughs> stud brick, not like you know a piece of wood. <laughs> yeah. So I mean it's, but I mean that the math is still kind of there. It's kind it's of really really cool. Like you have your own little I don't know. It's 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 like a different I guess a different world of of construction on a much cooler scale. Um, <laughs> So let's kind of backtrack a little bit. We'll get into, I'm sure, the, the fun of your job. Um, but the, the beginning, like when did architecture kind of get put on your radar? Um, I was in high school, like taking, uh, what was it, the ASVAB test, um, which is, I think it was like a, mil a military test of some kind to kind of see what, like, what major would be good for you in college. And so engineering ranked up there, but so did architecture. And you know, being being a teenager and not wanting to follow my father's footsteps into engineering, I was like, I'll do architecture. Um, so I I applied as an architecture student, um, thinking, okay, if I don't like it in the first like couple semesters, I'll switch to something else. But that first semester, I just I don't know, I just fell in love with it. Pretty awesome. Do you have a a point in I guess your education? Because you said you you decided to go where you're going now just because of the economy, but was there ever a point in your education where you thought to yourself, you know, I might not actually design buildings as an architect? Uh, probably, like, the second half of the second year of grad school. I think I was partially because I was just getting burned out because I went straight from undergrad to grad school. So that's, like, seven years straight of just being an architecture student. And I was just like, oh, gosh, I'm getting burned out. And so I wondered that last year and a half was just me like thinking, can I do this for the rest of my life? Like I love what I'm learning and I, I kind of like doing all these things, but it's like, can I really make this a career? Am I, am I capable enough? Cause like I was self-aware enough to know that I wasn't at the top of my class, but I knew I also wasn't failing. So I was like, I'm kind of in the middle here. Like, I don't know if I, like, can I make it? So all these doubts kind of felt filled my head and I was like, Oh gosh, it's like, I love, I love doing this, but I, I know like I'm not, I'm not at that same level. Like the things I, I, I kind of veered more towards the practical side of things and not like the re really theoretical architecture, which I mean, I was at UCLA, so it, it was a more, I feel like theoretical school versus like a practical, like the basic skills of, you know, drafting and such. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's really, yours is so interesting. I'm trying to, I, I'm actually having a hard time asking you questions because you, I guess, okay, so my next question is easy, I, I, in, in a sense. So what, what skill sets, I mean, it's the building kind of aspect of it is easy to see, but what skill sets from architecture school do you use kind of in your day-to-day? -day? Oh, Rhino, actually. Um, surprisingly enough, a lot of Lego models start with a Rhino model, and just um, we actually have our own template set up to calculate, because we know, uh, fortunately, Lego bricks are in a very, like, standardized system, so we know like a one by one Lego brick is eight by eight by 9.6 millimeters. So using that math, we can kind of figure out like how what size a building needs to be scaled down to. Yeah. So Rhino, Rhino definitely yeah. figures into that because we were, we just kind of mass it out and then we, we kind of figure out the Lego from there and the details and all that. Did you play with Legos as a kid? I did. Uh, <laughs> a lot of castle was going on. <laughs> 
That's pretty awesome. So, I mean, on, on your journey, I mean, you, you're where you are now, and you're obviously very you're successful where you are now, and you're happy where you are now. Do you see yourself coming back um, to conventional architecture at any point? Um, I've entertained the thought of actually going into more of a project management route because actually at work I've been slowly being geared less on the design side and more on the coordinate, project coordination side, which I, I'm finding that I'm actually like enjoying and like I seem to be good at it. So they keep handing me these like, oh, can you coordinate this project? I'm like, okay, sure, I'll do it. And so I'm like, I'm seeing that there's a possibility of maybe going towards project management, which um, and it was just funny because in, in undergrad, uh, me and like two of my best friends, also in architecture school, we all kind of joked around about like me being the project manager, my my one friend being a designer, and my other friend being uh, the financial director of our own little firm. <laughs> so it's like, oh, okay, they already first saw me being a project manager. There we go. Yeah, I mean, let's. It's there's a. It's funny that you talk about like the 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 firm, not the firm, the the studio condition of creating little micro firms. And you've all, you obviously went to a very uh, prestigious school of architecture. What what are your peers doing? Like, were they coming out of school with the same kind of struggle? And I guess a little bit of a where are they now? <laughs> um, actually, um, one of my classmates um, was on working uh, working outside of the box. Like, I think a couple articles before me, uh, Daniel Carper, but he's doing the uh, the skateboard design. And I thought like that's great. Like. Because he, I remember, I remember him in, in studio, and he was really into all like the really like um, sculptural like uh, models and the how oh, was it? There was like a mini studio that he he participated in, and his stuff was great, like really like streamlined um, uh, models. So I mean, and like a lot of my friends uh, from both schools, like. They think my job is like, oh, you're just having fun all day. I'm like, oh, hold on, hold on a second. I'm actually doing a lot of math in my head. <laughs> it's not just fun games. But I, I haven't seen any negativity as far as I know. As far right. as I know, I mean. Well, in your defense, I mean, or in their defense, it's like 10% math and like 90% fun. I mean, <laughs> let's let's be honest here. You're kind of you're kind of living the dream <laughs> a little bit. Oh man. So I mean, when it goes. When it gets down to it, you're you're. I want to kind of ask you to kind of explain your your I guess design process and your your thought process even back to when you you were really in it and designing. How do you reverse engineer essentially work in the opposite direction that you were taught to work in architecture school when you're dealing with a building? Um. Is that, is, that, is that an impossible question to answer? No, no, I'm trying to figure out how to word it, because I was about to mention a project that I'm not allowed to talk about yet. I'm like, oh, no, I can't talk about that project. Oh, so many NDAs. So many NDAs. Well, I can tell you which country the place, the parks are working on. Okay, all right. Um, so currently, I just finished some projects for Legoland Dubai, okay. which should be opening eh, sometime next year-ish. Uh, and then I'm also currently I'm working on projects for Legoland Japan, and then soon to be on my plate will be projects for Legoland Korea. So there's there's a lot of parks coming up. Oh, okay. Um, so I got job stability, hooray! <laughs> uh, sorry, totally off topic. Um, uh, so I remember like back in, in undergrad, like 
when we were doing kind of site models and stuff, like I found it really easy for me to take the site and abstract that into like a quick model. So I just kind of, I'm not sure how to explain that. Like I just saw something and just saw it in shapes and like colors and like, okay, I can make this really easy to, to, you know, diagram it basically. So for me, like when I stare at a very tall building, that's curvy. I'm just like, uh, okay, what can I straighten out and make it blocky? And what can I, what do I need to like, with Lego parts, there's there's hinges I can use. So I'm like, okay, I can maybe hinge it here and there to simulate a curve. Um, and just part of it is knowing like the parts inventory that Lego creates. Um, there's a giant spreadsheet that says, these are all the parts you can use. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, what can I do with this, 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 and this, and this? And it's, a, it's, it's really a lot of just um, absorbing what you can do with Lego because there's a lot of, um, there's, a, there's a whole world of like, have you heard of the term AFOL? No. It's adult fan of Lego. That's what the acronym stands for. And they have all these techniques of connecting parts that I never, I never knew. Like I, when I got hired, I was like, what? You can do that with Lego? Wow. Okay. That's um, a thing. I just Googled it. It's real. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of, a lot of my coworkers are AFOLs and they're just like, oh yeah, you can, you can do, you know, some guy made a full, like full size chair that a human can sit in out of Lego. There's a blockumentary. First of all, it's called a blockumentary. Let's talk about wow. how awesome that is. <laughs> well, um, I didn't. Wait, is that the one on Netflix? I may have I seen that one. I don't know. It <laughs> says a fall, a blockumentary. Oh, I haven't seen that one then. <laughs> Interesting. So, were you around? I think it, I, if if my unless I was behind the the ball on this and I didn't know, were you around when Lego kind of uh, addressed the architectural significance of Lego? Um, in their product and releasing like Lego Studios and all that stuff. I did. Uh, where I think I released when I was still working. Uh, oh gosh, I don't remember what year. I, I remember seeing the set. Actually, it's funny. My boyfriend has the set, the Lego the Architecture Studios set, and uh, it is just white, white bricks and clear bricks. Yeah. And um. It's two my my two architecture buddies came to visit me recently, and I told them I had the set, or my my boyfriend had the set, and they're like, "Oh my god, pull it out for us! We want to see this!" And we all just started playing with it, <laughs> and making, like, they're like, "This is the best set ever! It's just white and clear." I'm like, "Really, guys? Really?" <laughs> yeah, I, thought, I I found it. I thought it was really interesting when they did that. It was just kind of like I think I don't know if they just didn't know for the longest time that architects are usually the ones that claim to have been playing with Lego since children and kind of like credit Lego with the reason why they became architects in the first place. Um, <laughs> it's really interesting. Um, oh, I meant to, I actually meant to, speaking of debunking myths, uh, I meant to say that I, I don't actually work for Lego in case anyone asks. <laughs> right, you work for Lego land. No, I don't even work for Lego land. Oh, um, what? Explain. Yeah, I, I lied. Um, Legoland is owned by Merlin Entertainments, which is a British company um, that runs uh, a bunch of theme parks and uh, like midway attractions in Europe and all over the world, actually. Um, I'm, they're, they're pretty much the second biggest entertainment attractions company, but I mean, uh, we, it's obvious who the first is. <laughs> so they're, they're trying to, as they, they are... I think one of the corporate meetings said, like, we want to catch the mouse. I'm like, good luck with that. <laughs> um, I mean, not, that's not to say that, like, I don't believe in them. It's just, like, Disney's just so big. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's that's a good ambition. Who do you, uh, so who do you work for, technically, for the titles? Or... My business card says Merlin Studios Carlsbad, so. 
I oh, guess I work from Berlin. Carlsbad. All right, cool. Got it, got it. While you were in school, um, I don't know if you have anyone on the top of your head that you can think of, but uh, any kind of like mentors or stand out uh, people, whether they're educators or people you worked with or your peers, um, who kind of put you on the trajectory of, of thought and function that you are on today? Well, at Berkeley, I really enjoyed the classes I took with uh, Chip Sullivan. And he, he's actually a landscape architect, so most of the classes I took with him were um, kind of the beginning, like, environmental design classes, and then, like, later on I took kind of an, as an elective a, a landscape architectural class. But he, just the way he taught the classes, kind of like, he's like, yeah, just do what you want. Just do it, you know, with with vigor, I guess, or something like that. And, um, and I was like, okay, yeah. And, like, I found that my projects, I had more passion for the projects that I did during his classes because he just kind of let you do what you want. Um, and he would like kind of guide you towards something better, but still within what you wanted. Um, and I found that some professors are just like, this is what I want. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. Uh, but I couldn't argue with them at the time. Uh, and then at UCLA, uh, one of the professors, Mark Mack, was really influential. Um, I think it might have been mostly because he does, he's, he's more on the practical side, but he does something kind of, it is kind of Lego-y in a sense. Like his architecture is very like a lot of boxes and blocks, and um, and he also kind of let me just do what I want um, as long as I did it with passion. So you're obviously on a very unique path, and um, even more unique than most of the unique paths. Um, what does success look like for you at the end of the day? At the end of the day, <laughs> uh. Overall, it's if all our projects and models get shipped out on time and intact to their destination. That, that is a successful day for me. Successful day. All right. So what does success look like for you, let's say, five or ten years down the line? Like, what's your, the, end, the end goal? Um, I don't know with this company because it's always – it's such – it's a newish company, so it's, it's hard to say where I could be. I mean, I would, I would like to be in creative – um, and because they're the ones thinking of all the ideas for the park, like, oh, we want these types of models, and this is the theme we want, and like, basically, theme park, landscape architect, you know, that'd, that'd be great, that'd be awesome. Right. Um, but I can also see myself going down the project management line, where I'm, I, I seem to be already going down that path um, with all the coordination projects I've been handed lately. Uh, yeah, I don't know, actually. <laughs> I, either of those paths look good to me. I'm, I'm pretty much just going going forward whatever direction life takes me i guess i can appreciate that again that was adora Lowe coming to us from carlsbad california just a point of clarity she does not work for lego she does not work for legoland she is a designer for merlin entertainment uh who's the company that owns legoland properties um she is living many many people's dreams and she's pretty awesome so I thank her again for her time on the call. To find out more about her, you can do a Google search because that's how the internet works. <laughs> I'm sure you guys are tired of hearing my voice. So I'm going to let one of our other producers, Rachel Law, sign us off. The Archetype Project is a product of the American Institute of Architecture Students. Since 1952, the AIS has been dedicated to programming, grassroots advocacy, and resources aimed at changing the next generation of great design leaders. 
If you're a student of design or thinking of taking a leap, check us out at AIS.org.